Oaxaca Mezcal, W-A-H-A-K-A. That's who we're talking to today. We have the representative from Oaxaca, Eduardo, is going to join us. We're going to find out all about Mezcal, all about Oaxaca Mezcal. Uh, we're going to find out what Eduardo's been up to and why is this category growing, growing, growing. Uh, if you want to learn about a small mezcal producer, this one's for you. Stay tuned and enjoy. All right, Arte Agave Podcast. I'm here with Eduardo Oaxaca Mezcal. Uh, Eduardo, man, I started Arte Agave about 10 years ago, and I couldn't find any mezcal brands to be part of this event. All the mezcal brands were telling me, well, I don't even have enough product to sample. Um, I feel like 10 years later, we're in 2022. I feel like that landscape has changed. Um, tell me about Mezcal right now, how it's growing, where it's coming from. What is the state of Mezcal in 2022 right now? Uh, hey, uh, hello. Thank you very much for having me, Walter. It's really nice to, to see you uh, again. Um, and uh, Always, hi, nice, always nice to see you, my friend. I listen to your, your, your fantastic program. Well, you are right, man. Well, the, fir the first thing, let me tell you, 10 years ago, uh, we really want to show mezcal and we don't want to be involved in any show they have tequila around. Mm. I remember was a lot of shows they have tequila and they invite you to come and say, no, if you don't change the name for agave or mezcal and tequila and mezcal, we, we, we will not be able to, co to come to, to, to visit this event. But before then, was, oh, you have brands of tequila. No, I don't want to be there. We, we really wanted to be only with Mezcal because we have a story to tell. And it was a little difficult at that time. Ten years after, Walter, we are, we're in totally in different position, mm. right? Mezcal start to be part of a, uh, a community of drinks. The people don't need to be an expert to try them. So that is a, a, a fantastic part of, of, of where we are right now. Uh, we have been produced 10 years ago, maybe I bring my first palette in 2010. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, and really this palette stayed there for one year. <laughs> and it's not only my case. We went at that time 20 brands yeah. to come in the United States with Mezcal. Now we are 300 brands. Wow. Wow. So you, you, can, you can see how much this category growing. And, and the growing, you can explain it for a lot of things, right? Because it's a lot of histories, a lot of uh, documentaries. We have a lot of people who write in the papers, in the magazines, or make movies about it, or TV shows about it. So the people are the more and more interested on, on Mezcal. And always it's about something different about the, that is the most perfect alcohol to drink or is maybe uh, a lot of uh, well to come into our towns in Mexico or is a fantastic spirit made in the same way that has been made for 500 years. So it's, it's a lot of things that are around, a lot of things that the people are hearing, but thanks of you and the shows as yours, finally the consumer can be in front of this uh, of these uh, drinks and try it and say, oh, I like it. Mm. And uh, they can hear from us uh, a little bit about the, the, the where they come from, how we made it, what is that fantastic, what is very particular, what is different between us and tequila, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it, ma it makes sense. Do you think, um, <clears throat> do 
do you think consumers, I mean, when you do shows or events or you're tasting people, do you think consumers know what mezcal is or is it still a learning process for people here in America to know what mezcal is? Oh, totally, totally. It's, it's a very complex spirit. Mm. It's very complex. So, so more you know about mezcal, less you know. <laughs> that, that, I agree. That is, that is <laughs> I always think I know it, and then I'm, then I talk to people like you. I'm like, oh wait a minute, I need I need to learn more. It's saying with me, man. I I, I I have a blog and I write and I learn. And each time uh, my wife see me with a book in my hands, she asks me, "What are you doing?" I, I try to learn. You need to learn more. Yes, I need to learn more. I need to prepare uh, my next article. I need to do this or, or, or that. You know. So uh, it's, 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 it's a non-finished learning process. It's a very sophisticated alcohol. And we need, you need to learn more and more and more. And it's, it's also an ocean of possibilities that are in, in mm. front of the mezcal. Because as I told you, we made it like 500 years ago. But what happened when uh, the new technologies coming to the mezcal, the new activities, the professionals coming to the mezcal, right? And and now I know people, they really try to uh, investigate where ha what's happening, for example, in this uh, fermentation bath, because the fermentation has to be natural in mezcal, mm -hmm. right? So you, when you have a scientist going inside of these bats and tell you, well, we have more than 50 different yeasts working in different profundities and give you this flavor and this flavor. And then you see these people, crazy people, right? Try to say, I can, I can totally go in there and change the flavors and move this yeast and move it there. It's not allowed for the law, but you say in your mind, say, wow, maybe, maybe, maybe we can get a better product or we can make a, something different than the other or everybody else. So let's go keep investigating. Let's go keep seeing, uh, let's go keep seeing where we can go. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, it's super interesting. And I, you know, we, we obviously host a lot of events and I always feel like, feel like consumers, like they're like even me, like we know, but we don't fully know. Um, but do you, do you think do you think the American palate is finally appreciating the taste of mezcal, the nuances of mezcal? Um, are they are they are they getting the complexity of it at least without maybe knowing all the history yet of it? Yes, of course. Well, who are the customers? You know, in in, in I I started in two thousand nine to mm. come to the markets in the United States mm. and 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 start showing the mezcal. At that time, even the bar managers. The bartenders, the people in the stores don't know what mezcal was. Yeah. Right. So right now, I can tell you that after 10, 11, 12 years in this market, I know who are my customers. Mm. My customers are a very well educated palate, right? They are a whiskey drinker. Yeah. These whiskey drinkers, what they love mezcal is because mezcal is very similar to the whiskey. It is made by hand. It's made by a master distiller, right? It's not just something that you just do it, put it in the distiller and and make it, make to your cocktail. Who cares what is the flavor of this? You will get a nice cocktail, right? No, it's something that you can try to test directly, neat, and you will get different flavors. You will really get the art of the master distiller. So mm. whiskey came better in the barrel. Mezcal came better in the plant. 
So this is one of the points that make, for example, my brand, Oaxaca Mezcal, much more different than the other brands, right? Because we never get a, a, a plant that is younger. We always get the plants to the end of maturity because we know the plant. We're coming from a family of master distillers for five generations. So we know that the plant, when it's at the end of maturity, will give you more juice. They will be also give you better flavor. And also it will be nice because this plant will have time to reproduce itself. That's awesome. I, I love that. Bourbon comes from the barrel. Mezcal comes from the plant. I'm yes. Gonna... And, and, and really, really is one of the secrets to have a great product in front of you is how long the, the product stay in the plant. You have a 35-year-old plant. Wow. Uh, that's amazing. I, th I think I think people are starting to understand that too, and they're understanding. You know, mezcal is a little bit pricier than you know, obviously vodka or even rum. Um, and I think people and tequila and and tequila, correct. And when we when we host some events, we do some tastings, and people are like, "Wait, the plant is how how long? How old is it?" People, it kind of blows their mind. I'm like, "Yeah, you can't just start making mezcal next year. You got to wait for that plant to mature, and that could take a decade or two. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a, re a reforestation uh, project each year in air date, so April 22nd. Uh, we invite volunteers. They come in from everybody, uh, from everywhere, uh, Japan, England, uh, United States, Mexico. And, and we are going to the mountains and we put these baby agaves in, in, mm. in, in, uh, in, in the wild. And when we go into the Tepestates, I tell them, you know, guys, you will never drink this mezcal. They will be your kids. <laughs> and, and this is the, what they have to go Crazy. in mind. The, pro, the project they are doing, they are not for them. They are for their kids. For Because we are using right, right now too many agaves. And unfortunately, the people don't use them very wisely. That mm -hmm. we will have a problem in the in our early future. So it's very important to have these kind of activities, you know. For each agave that you take, you need to put four in the plant. Wow. Wow, agave that you're planting now is for, not for you; it's for your kids. That's crazy. That's true for your what, kids. Um, so you, you've been you've been doing the mezcal, the Oaxaca for you say what 12, 13 years now? Yes. What what was your what was your background before that, man? What was did you grow up in the mezcal world or? Uh, well, a, a little bit, a little bit. My my parents always have a lot of relationships with Oaxaca, the the state of Oaxaca. Mm -hmm. So I saw the the mezcal when I was a kid. Uh, but I never thinking that I will uh, finish my my professional career on on these right. Yeah. So I, I start working in the restaurant industry in Mexico City. Okay. Uh, and from then I went to uh, Paris in France. Yeah. I lived there for uh, 17 years, man. Yeah. I've been. I start working in 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 the hospitality industry because well, it's something that was really cool. Uh, that you can do it in any country, speaking mm -hmm. any language, right? Yep. And and I was very lucky and I get a, a, a job in the Mexican embassy. So I worked for the Mexican embassy for 14 years. Wow. And, and from there, they uh, moved me here to work in the, in the consulate of Mexico in San Jose, California. Mm. So when I come here, I, um, uh, my friends who I grew up in Mexico uh, City, uh, they start this business of the mezcal and they invite me to be part of that. But I have this um, contract signed 
with the with the uh, Mexican government for one year at least. So one year and one day after I came in the United States, I started working in, in, in the Mezcal. So I finished with my year contract and I, one day after I say, thank you very much for giving me work for 15 years. I Jeez. was a little tired to wearing ties, you know, <laughs> jackets. <laughs> uh, and finally I start uh, working on these. Um, and the, the first idea was that I take care of the West Coast. And you see, well, you see me in uh, DC, you see me in New York. I will be in Boston in 15 days. Well, my West Coast is now going very far east, man. Wow. So, and but you're you live in Portland now, right? Yeah, in, in Oregon, yes. Oregon. Yeah, sorry, Oregon. In Portland. Uh, so, well, I guess let's back up. Why why did you go to Paris, or why did you why did you move to France in the first place? Uh, well, uh, uh, you know, circumstances of life. I yeah. I, I was. 21 years old, and I was really, really uh, wanted to go out of Mexico and see world and learn languages. And I get this opportunity to go in there. And I did, man. I did. Wow. I did. I, I, I make some uh, studies there in the, uh, the Sorbonne. Um, so uh, I, 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 I cannot be grateful enough with France because I, I receive a lot from them. That's did, for sure. did you speak French before better, you went? better than English, man? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so when did you start learning English? Uh, in I I start uh, learning in the bars and restaurants in the United States in two thousand six yeah. when I came. So my English was very very bad when I came in the United States, and I started at uh, my early forties. Mm. So uh, I think my brain is not good enough to learn. In, I, I am still <laughs> speaking very bad. I understand very well. I think the people understand me very well, but I am still talking with a lot of uh, mistakes. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I talk to you all the time, and, and you sound very good to me, especially somebody who just started learning the language at age 40, you said? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and uh, I'm ready to my next one, man. I already speak three languages, and I'm ready to start Japanese now. Yeah. Why, why Japanese? What's I going know, on? Man. I just I, I love Japan, man. I, I really love. I get the opportunity to uh, went there, and I really like it. And uh, you know, it's the next market for the mezcal. That's for sure. Yeah, that that's interesting. And uh, listen, y your language is very good. First of all, uh, don't knock it. I respect anyone that can do at least two languages. I mean, I'm sitting here with just my with my one. So. Um, oh, you have a really good Spanish, man. I hear you. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I've been trying to learn it for years, man. I'm awful. I'm awful, awful, awful. Um, and I need someone to talk to. And I, I should have took advantage of it like you did when I was in the restaurant industry. I was surrounded by a lot of people who spoke Spanish um, and I never took advantage of it. So now I'm I'm doing the apps and, and all that stuff. So my uh, my Spanish is pretty terrible. Um, I was always curious where your accent came from, because it is you have like this sort of Mexican French kind of combination accent in your I life. know, I know, I know, man. I, I can tell you stories that you will not believe it about the people. They don't believe me. I'm Mexican, you know? No, you are not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. Like you're, I always thought about that too. I'm like, where, I'm like, where's this background from? Um, I think it's really cool. You have a really, really unique uh, accent going on. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think I have it. I always say I'm really I have I have the perfect accent to sell mezcal, but if I will change 
to another kind of work, for example, try to sell uh, life insurance, I will not sell one in the United States. No <laughs> one. I will not be able to sell one. That's awesome. Well, you mentioned, <clears throat> I mean, I do see you all over the place. You're just in D.C. You're traveling around. Um, tell me about the job a little bit, man. Is, is are you Are you at home a lot? Are you on the road half the time? Like, what is... What is the breakdown of travel to being at home um, for you? Well, uh, it's, it's very difficult. I have a 14 years old. Well, my, my firstborn is, is she's already 22, mm -hmm. and uh, she is graduate, so she's she's starting her her own life. Um, but for the other side, I have I have my my uh, last one, who is 14 years old, and. Um, uh, so that is that is a, this is a, a little difficult for us uh, as a couple and mm -hmm. as a family to uh, take care of, of that part, right? So I try to travel a week at a time in each month. So going to the markets, my work is educate the salesperson of my distributors um, for a week. Normally, gotcha. it's what, what I'm doing, but also. Uh, we have this policy in our company that we don't leave our bottles to the people that we don't know. So mm. uh, when we have a show like yours, we don't we don't pay somebody to go and present the the, the mezcal because they don't know what, about it. So we do personally, and mm. uh, that was very important for us since day one. And I think this paying because we get the opportunity to explain in first hand to the consumer what is our product and it's working. You know. The product is selling very well. The people appreciate, and we don't have uh, misinformation about it. As I, as we say it, mezcal is very complex, so it's very important to keep the same uh, conversation, save time, to explain in the same way for don't confuse more more the market. Yeah. So, so yeah. yes, it's, it's complicated for us as a family. And I have to say, uh, and I really have to say it bravo to my wife because she is doing a fantastic work supporting me doing doing this work. And sometimes it's more difficult uh, than the others. And sometimes it's, it's a little more easy. But uh, for example, now we come out from the pandemic, two years of really don't traveling too much. And uh, we've been... Uh, and during this problem of the Omicron, they stop a lot of traveling again. So right now I am with a lot of events and a lot of traveling <laughs> together in this month. So I, it will be the first part of the um, uh, the year, very difficult. But the second part, I hope I, I, I only need to travel one week and, uh, uh, each time I'm amount. But, you know, the success of the brand is there. And... Uh, and I'm I'm happy to do it, man. It's, it's my work. I'm very passionate about it. I be I had the opportunity to be in front of the USBG guilds all the time when I'm traveling, uh, in front of the staff of the restaurant, and I, I I really enjoy that part. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you. I mean, every time I <clears throat> I see you at all of our events, you're always you're always happy. You're always in good spirits. You're always smiling. Um, you know, I, I used to travel a lot too, and I had a couple of daughters at home. But I think I think that's it's 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 big because you're probably coming home you know you enjoy you seem to enjoy what you're doing i could be wrong um but you seem to be enjoying what you're doing so i'm sure when you come back home you know you're not you're not i work with i mean i, I live in an area where i see some dads going to work and they come home very defeated right and i'm sure they're just sitting on the couch and they're not enjoying anything or paying attention but you're probably coming home 
with a little pep in your step. I could, I could be wrong. You might be resting, but you seem to be enjoying what you're doing. And I'm sure that translates to your home life. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I totally enjoyed what I'm doing. It, this, yeah. is, this is a, they became a passion, you know, uh, and I really enjoy it. And, uh, I really don't want that finish. <laughs> Uh, but when I come in home, yes, I, I have a lot of work to do, you know, because I try to do everything that I couldn't do for my family the days that I'm traveling. Mm. I try to do it. So uh, take care of the kids, even for uh, any little travel, you know, to the school, soccer. And uh, she's very, very active in, in the sports and um, dishes, uh, food, you know, uh, uh, shopping, etc. I try to do everything that I can. You know, and always this maintenance to do in, in a house, you know, you need to change the batteries of the, your cameras, you need to uh, work in your backyard, you need to work uh, with the dog, you know, the, the dog needs to have walk. So <laughs> I bring my, my dog for, to walk. So in, in, in part, I had to, to be present the most time as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the big difference where I said, you know, like I said, there's there's some dads or, you know, even parents that they do work locally, but they're still not there at home. So I think the fact that you're loving what you're doing translates to life. You don't mind doing those other little things when you get home. So I, I think that's big. And uh, I'm sure your family's very thankful for, for that. I mean, to me, to me, I'd rather see a person leaving for a few days, loving life, enjoying their work, than just going to a cubicle uh, and not, not doing, um, anything that they love to do. And let's be honest, this, this hospitality, this mezcal business um, is nothing like working in a cubicle. No, no, nothing, man. And, and I, I promise you, man, the day that I take my, my tie out, I was happy. Um, <laughs> I bet. You know, really arrive to work in something that you love. That is a, a big goal in, in life. Mm -hmm. And uh, is a big, you need, you have to be very lucky. And I am right now. I am. I am. I am. I, I hope they will uh, stay forever. We don't know. We yeah. really don't know what is around the corner. But uh, well, at, at that time, you, yeah, I really enjoy. Uh, the, the, I always love this the hospitality industry uh, and uh, and work in a uh, in, in a category that was they have these super nice growing was very important for me and very nice and and, and I'm happy to doing this. And uh, let's go see what, what is in the future. I think we still we still a lot of space to grow in as a category. And as I told you, man, it's a lot of things to do also for make it better or for make it different, right? Yeah. So what what does the future look like for Oaxaca Mezcal, man? What do you guys um what do you guys have planned? Just staying staying true to you know liquid to lips or um you know what's uh, what's going on in the pipeline down the road? Well. Uh, Oaxaca Mezcal, we are we we are uh, pioneer pioneers in in a lot of things. Not only in several mezcals they come in the market, but also in our model of business. Mm -hmm. So we have the responsibility of more than thirty three. I think we have thirty three or thirty four people working in Mexico. They have a, a regular jobs, and uh, we supporting them and their families. So that is a big responsibility. But also our my partner in business, who is the master distiller who is not my employee, is my partner in business, right? So this is another thing that we innovate in Oaxaca. So we were one of the first uh, in the agave industry who take the, the distiller and say, you are not my employee, you are my partner in business. Mm. At that time, I remember, Beto really don't get it very straight what that means, right? But after, when, when you see what's happened with other brands all the time, 
right? Uh, you see uh, brands, they are by by the big distributors, etc. And they, you know, these master distillers, the only, the only thing they have right now is a, a handshake and goodbye. Thank you very much for your work. Mm. Now we have a new owner and uh, we, work, we will work in different way or with different people or mm. at a different rate. So uh, I, think, I think that that is something that is good enough is whatever happened with Oaxaca, my people in Mexico, my partners in Mexico, they will be very well covered on that. That doesn't mean that we are looking for a partnership. That means we are open to uh, see ideas or, or receive proposals. At this time, we are very happy what we are doing because uh, we are a very little group of owners and the brand is, is selling very nice and very well. So everybody's happy at this time because nobody has to do an extra sacrifice or mm. extra work or lost money because the company. So at this time we are we are very happy, but we still have our uh, ears open for see any proposal. But we will never forget that we have partners and families that depend on us. They're very cool, very cool. And you know, I know you guys. You mentioned um, your events, and you were just in uh, D.C. with uh, Mexico in a bottle. Shout out to those folks. Um, you know, when, when you choose events, um, what, what are you looking for in an event? Like what's important to a brand like yours when choosing one event over another, a festival over nothing, over another one? Um, you know, what's important to you when, when choosing an event? Okay. Well, let's go, let's go talk about, uh, Mexico in a bottle. Mexico in a bottle is an event that, uh, we started since day one with mm -hmm. them. So we cover each, each place in all around the nation that, they present, we will be with them uh, because this is a fantastic people. They collaborate very well with the growing of the category. Uh, they are very honest. They support and they accept in their show only the brands. They are honest producers. Uh, and, and I like that part. So being with them is an add value for us, as I think for them to have us is also an add value, right? Now, Arte Agave, that is a show that I, I discovered uh, the first time, uh, I think in 2019, if I remember, and only was New York. We discovered that you give us an, an other value. You give us the value of the people. They are looking for have a nice time and discover mezcal without be experts, bar managers, bartenders, or servers, right? So you give us to the public. Mm. It's something that makes us pick Arte Agave. Right now, I will cover always Arte Agave, whatever they move in the United States, because you offer us that. <laughs> this value of being in front of the public that we, that we want to be in front of, right? That is totally the new people. Yep. Gotcha. So you're, you're always looking for that, that consumer that's not you know, necessarily an expert, but is just curious to learn and, and honestly we, learn, not just not just. We the already did. We we are covered with Mexico in a bottle with that. And uh, in my travels, I I am open to make presentation for guilds and the people they need. They want to be expert. They are welcome to come in our in our palenque. I'm more than happy to take them by the hand and explain them everything about mezcal, everything that I know. Right. Yeah. But but also we have another public. They really don't don't care hmm. if their mezcal was caught or uh, with a uh, machete made with iron or with uh, uh, 
copper, you know? Mm. They really don't care if it was double the steel or not. They don't care if it's 42 ABB or 43 ABB. Uh, we are going right now to the public. They really love mezcal because they love mezcal, but they have another interest on life and it's okay. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, don't have to, you don't have to be an expert for like whiskey, right? You don't have to be an expert for like tequila. Why do you need to be an expert to like mezcal? <laughs> right? right. You, you can just so enjoy it. <laughs> this is the value that Arteagave is giving me. Put me in front of these people. They fairly love mezcal. They want to know a little bit more about mezcal, but they really don't want to spend three years of their life learning and going to the mountains of Oaxaca and uh, uh, and uh, going to all the palenques they come for keep learning, right? So yep. they're passionate about other things in their life and it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So this, this is the value that Arte Agave give it to, to me. And and um, the other shows, it's very rare, man. Um, was another show in Seattle that we love a lot, but they stopped to do it um, because also was one of the first ones. Um, and uh, they, they give us this this value also to, to go into to, to this public. They was looking for something in West Coast. Uh, but but this, this is a little bit what, what, what we pick the shows where we, that we want to be. Um, we, we prefer, obviously, uh, support our sales efforts with the distributors uh, that going in all the, the shows. But your show certainly is vital for us right now. Got it, man. Well, I appreciate appreciate the praise um, and that you enjoy Arte Agave, man. We love having you there. We love the fact that it's you there as well. You mentioned, um, you know, that you go, that you, you have to be at the show. Um, you know, I, I do see, I mean, we obviously work with a lot of brands and a lot of people are doing the same thing, but there's, there's some, some people that just sort of, I wouldn't say phone it in, but they do hire a person who hires a person who hires a person to represent the brand. And I never understood that ever. I mean, you're paying a sponsorship, you're paying to be there, you're paying to set it up, you're paying for the product. And then you hire someone who hires someone to represent that brand. Um, it just makes no sense. I never, I never understood that at all. Um, so I, I love the fact that it's either you're there or you guys are not there. Um, I think that's a great way to spread your message. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's again, it's, it's so complex the mezcal, yeah, and so different on my brand that if I put it in the hand to somebody who don't understand. It will be a waste of money and a waste of time, and maybe hurtful for 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 my brand. Yeah, I complete. I completely agree. I always tell brands, I'm like, if you can't do it right, don't do it at all. Um, so yeah, sure. you know, you, you mentioned we've met, you know you talked about the agave plan and and how long it's growing and, and the problems that we could see in the future. You know what what is the future of agave right now? I mean, I do I do see other parts of Mexico creating agave spirits uh i know some people in australia are starting to do like agave spirits um what does the future look like for tequila mezcal and agave spirits category in general even in mexico you have people they created agave spirits yeah yeah because they don't want to go in in the rules and uh they want to go in by themselves and uh it's okay you know each uh each model of business is okay if if you respect the rules, I, I, I'm okay with that. Not a problem. Uh, but yes, you are right. We have in South Africa, we have in China, and uh, the agave. You know, we are name of the name. Yeah. We are not name of. We are not owners of the agave. You know, we we own the name mezcal. We own the name tequila. 
but we don't own the agave. Right. So if the Chinese people or the South mm -hmm. African people or the Australian people make some uh, agave distills, I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. I think the people have the ability to say, oh, today I will try an Australian agave distill for see what it is. And tomorrow, okay, I like it better. I just don't. I'm going to the Australian school because I like them better. I'm it's okay with with I am okay with that. Well, where are we going as 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 an industry in mezcal and tequila and in Mexico and the agave, I think is where we're going. We will see much more agave distills. Mm. But let me tell you something. Now that we've been in a pandemic, when we don't have somebody to take you by your hand and show you what to drink, we notice that the word mezcal have a lot of value. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have the consumer in the liquor store and want a mezcal, if the, the bottle don't say mezcal, they will not buy it because they don't know what it is. Even right. if it's a fantastic quality, <clears throat> because it's some brands of agave distill, they have a fantastic quality of there, but they don't say mezcal in the bottle, they didn't sell it. Right. And yeah. my friends who own the bars, the, 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 the liquor stores, they know about that. So they say, oh man, I learned. To have this bottle stop there because I'm, I I don't have time to take care of each one and say oh you have to try that they is not mezcal but it's mezcal mm. you know so you you're right. you confuse the, the 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 consumer so I think we need to keep make strong the the the, the name mezcal and the name tequila for we can keep growing in a in a in a safe way uh, for give this richness to our people. Uh, Mm. One of the magics of the mezcal and one of the reasons that the people are very interested in mezcal is, is that we bring richness with the people they never get this richness before. The people they come for big and strong poverty forever, for generations, because they never get selling their mezcal. Their mezcal was just a tool of trade. Mm. Now, man, they, now they can get some richness and they can get some money and this is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I always, you know, cause some people, uh, yeah, I don't know. Some people go on each side of the fence of like the agave category, the agave spirit category. Um, but I always say, I feel like it's just going to add more value to mezcal because like you said, it's either mezcal or it's not, you know what I mean? So you're like, Oh, this agave spirit is good, but <clears throat> it's not a mezcal. You know, it's like drinking champagne versus a sparkling white, you know, sparkling white is fine. I want champagne. You know what I mean? If someone's going to say, do you want champagne or sparkling white? You're like, I'll take that's, the champagne. And I think true. it's just going to do the same thing with Mascal. You're going to be like, well, this is agave spirit. It's good. This is agave. I'm like, that's fine. But you're like, do you want, want the agave mezcal. spirit or do you want a Mescal? And most yeah. people are going to be like, if I have a choice, I'll take the Mescal. And it's the same in tequila. Yeah. You know, so, so what tequila is more business related, you know, the tequila allowed a lot of things you can you can bottle a, a bottle of tequila in the united states you can bottle in everywhere in the world mm -hmm. they can go in big boats they can go in big trailers uh they can be mixed they can be made by by uh blend with another sources of, of sugar you know and they still getting the name of tequila and they still selling men 10 times more than than mezcal mm -hmm. but if you are not tequila you are not tequila right, right. Right, and it's the same mezcal. We have our rules. They are much more strict than the than the uh, tequila because it's our personality, and it's okay if you want to drink mezcal. Welcome. If you don't want to drink mezcal, you are welcome to. You know, we don't have enough mezcal for everybody, so drink whatever you have in your hands. <laughs> 
That's funny. We don't have enough mezcal for everyone. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't. You know, the agave, they, we don't want to be in the, in the same part that tequila have in the past. They finish all the agave and they need to, they, they start to clone all these agaves yeah. to, to keep mm. doing it. And they use in machinery now, yeah. and they mix it with another another sources of sugar, and it's okay, you know. Again, I I don't criticize that, but it's because they don't have enough agaves. Yeah. They they came in Oaxaca a long time ago, and I think they still getting and, and and getting agaves from there, even if it's against the law, you know, because they don't have enough agaves in Jalisco. So uh, they come in Oaxaca to get them. Wow. So if we don't want to be in that part, we yeah. need to be very strict with that and, and, and thinking when we will buy a mezcal or no mezcal, say, well, at least these guys are mezcal, they respect the rules. So they will be more sustainable than these guys. They are no mezcal and they don't follow the rules. So they are less sustainable, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It seems it seems it's a little murky. Um... <laughs> it's, it's, it's very <laughs> complex. I told you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm always I'm always curious to see where, where this is heading because I, I mean I, I mean even ten years ago people were like oh we're, there will be a agave shortage, um, and then just I mean I think it's um, <clears throat> I think agave just is now the number number two selling spirit in America I think in New York it's number one uh, mm -hmm. over bourbon, um, but it doesn't seem like there's any stop to this agave category at all it, it just seems to be going 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 because yes yes agave still be a, a nice source of alcohol in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, tequila is very famous. Oh. So tequila is very famous, right? Uh, so uh, it's selling everywhere, as it's selling also. Uh, uh, the mezcal is coming, is coming back, and 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 yes, you are right, man. It's, 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 it's selling, it's selling, it's growing, and we're still growing the category. So we will, we have to be much more responsible with the sustainability if we want to have still have uh, gabes for our kids. Yeah. Is, is there a lot of conversations <clears throat> amongst the community, amongst brands, or is it just everyone for themselves? I mean, do you got, I mean, are some of the brands getting together and saying, Hey, this is what we need to do for the future. Um, is there organizations? It, it, what, what, what is happening to try to make a better future um, for this agave category? Well, unfortunately it's not a, a common effort, mm. uh, but each, each, each one do whatever they can. So yeah. uh, normally in our rules is for each, when I say our rules, mezcal rules, is for each agave, while agave that you take, you need to put four, four other ones, right? I hope each brand does because nothing really is not a way to enforce that rule. Mm. So what we do, and I, I, let, me, let me make a little commercial in, in your program, is you are really? in Oaxaca in April 22nd, feel free to contact me. I will be more than happy to bring you in our uh, reforestation journey, that we will bring more than 2,000 agaves in one day. Hmm. So these volunteers come in, I take them in downtown Oaxaca city. I bring them in bands to my facilities, uh, one hour far away, and I give them breakfast, and we go into the mountains where we start to reforest. We work all day long, we feed them lunch there, and when we finish, we throw a party there for everybody. Wow. And I bring them back to the town in the night and say thank you to everybody. And we finish with 2,000 baby agaves grounded. And I do that each year. The last two years, we didn't because COVID. I canceled one. And in 2019, we didn't because COVID. So uh, finally, we come back and uh, 
so sorry, we did 2019 was the last one. So 2020 we canceled and to 20, 21st we didn't. So there will be like a come com, coming again, you know, come back again. Who who are you bringing into the mountains? Locals or you? any volunteer? Okay. Normal, normally it's people they are in vacations in Oaxaca. Really? And they give me one day of their vacations. Wow. Sometimes the people planify their vacations around this, this reforestation project because they really are excited to, to participate. Uh, about how many people do you bring in? Well, the last, the, in 2019, we have around a, uh, 50 people, 5 0. Wow. That is interesting. That was really cool. And, and, and everybody was coming by their own pocket. So it's 100% volunteers. Wow, that's that's super interesting. That should, that'd be a cool like bartender program. Um, uh, yes, uh, bartender programs from Portland, from Salt Lake City, from Chicago, from Nueva York. They they participate in the past. Oh, this they year, okay. we're getting out from COVID. I really don't know where I'm going. I, I am right now pretty full. I have around forty people right now on screen, but I know by experience. That as soon as we are there, we start having people. They say, "Hey, I'm here around. I want to do it." Wow! What's the date on this one for this year? April twenty second. April twenty second, <clears throat> and that's it's a fantastic time to be in Oaxaca, by the way. Hmm. <clears throat> I'd love to come down there. I feel you like you want, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I haven't been to Mexico in so long. My wife and I just love it. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah you have to come, you know, you can bring your kids, man. It's it's a very very family. Uh, <clears throat> friendly place to go yeah yeah and so this is a program that you do just once a year uh, this is a program that's happened yes yes only april 22nd that is air day got it got it yeah, yeah day. But, uh, that doesn't mean that is the only time that we reforest because as, as i told you it's our policy to follow for each wild agave that we take we put four down mm. so wow. this, this is only one that we do with the public but normally the schools help us and uh, the, the, our employees does when we are uh, taking agaves. So you, for every agave you take, you put four down. Yeah, exactly. So are other brands doing they support, like they this? I, I want to believe yes. Yeah. We don't know. They can yeah, I, well, I, I, I'm not there to, to justify and uh, yeah. is their obligation to do it. So I will say yes, they do it. Hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but these plants are going to take how long until they can be harvested? Well, we will not see it, man. That's for sure. Well, maybe yes, uh, but for example, a tobala they they will take to twelve to fifteen years old to be ready. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, with this boom of the mezcal, some brands use the agaves too young. Yeah. So the flavor will be not the best and the quantity will not be the best. So they will need more. So mm. the, this is no good. This is no good. This is no sustainable idea. Uh, this is no good. But it's very easy to know when you see a wild agave very cheap in the store, you say, oh, something is happening here. Or they're getting very young, the agaves, or they mix it with something because it's not normal. Yeah, that's always been my, <clears throat> the thing that I've told people too. I'm like, if you see something super cheap, I'm like... Don't buy that. I said there's no, something. No, no. There's something no, no. completely wrong. You know, while agave to less do ninety five dollars, ninety dollars is impossible to. Yeah, that is good. Impossible. Yeah, I don't know how to arrive to this math. 
where they get the agaves, but if you are in, in less than $90, it's impossible. Ooh. So where, where are you guys? I mean, you're traveling all over the place. What, um, how many States is Oaxaca Mezcal in? Um, well, we, we, we are in, in, in um, um, uh, right now we, I think we are open our 36 state. Cool. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I say 36, I also ask, uh, tell you about the state control states. Mm-hmm. So they, we don't have any distributor there, but uh, some some accounts they ask for the product, and we are there. Uh, but certainly, we are in in more than twenty very solid states, and we work with distributors, and 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 uh, they, I have to cover. Uh, one of my partners uh, and and very old friend, man, I I, I grow I, I meet him when I have four years old. We growing in the same building in Mexico City. Wow. Uh, he's he's taking care of. Uh, he helped me with California, for example, because he lives there. But um, he just to do it. I know another kind of work between me and my partner is the only one to give the hundred percent to the uh, to Oaxaca is me. Wow. So how how many partners are there total? Well, we are we are we are in total uh, five. five. So uh, yes, I have four in the United States, but they have another kind of works, mm-hmm. and uh, they help wherever they can or when they can. Yep. Uh, one is in, in Austin, Texas. He he did all the job of uh, handling, receiving, and sending. It's a humongous work that uh, he's doing. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, Rasa, my friend that I talked to you about it, who is taking care of marketing. So he helped with marketing stuff. He make uh, 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 he was the guy behind the idea to make these uh, rolling papers, for example. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's making all, all these posters and T-shirts, etc. And myself too is I am working in uh, in sales. Yeah, wow, wow. And you guys keep keep growing. Where um, if people want to find um, Oaxaca Mezcal, I mean, obviously, what's what's the Instagram or can they buy it on, off your website or? Of course. Well, uh, we we are in in all in all these states in in uh, in the liquor stores yep. that will save us in in the pandemic, right? Uh, yeah. I think the the best way to contact us is by Instagram. I think Oaxaca at Oaxaca Mezcal. And yep. we can send us a direct message there and, and we will certainly contact you back if you have any question or you want to know a place where we sell. When we, I remember when we were, we were very little, yes, we, we could have in our in our website the list of, of the places that you can buy, all right? Yep, yep. Now it's impossible to follow that. Yeah, that's a good problem to have right now. It's, it's a good problem to, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> I, I'm happy that 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 is that is the case right now. Uh, yeah. You you can have and and it's, a, it's some stores in California. If your state is available to receive uh, online, mm-hmm. you you know you have some accounts in California. They are allowed to sell outside of the state online, so you can you can you can buy it. I, I know that I am in a lot of Whole Foods in in the nation. So also Whole Foods have uh, Amazon, so you you can you can have it for from them from there. Cool. Uh, if, they, if these Whole Foods have uh, alcohol permit, like in California, for example, uh, I think very, uh, very cool. Uh, yeah, yeah I man. Know. Listen, I, I love, I love the growth that you're doing, and like I said, it, it's cool that you're you're trying to keep up on your website where to find it, but it it's getting too big. Um, <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. We stopped that well, project a long time ago, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, buddy, I, I appreciate your time. Um, and we love your support for Arte Agave and being part of the events. It's always, it's always nice. There's like a little thing for, I mean, you know, our team, but it's always nice when you show up, we're like, Oh, Eduardo's here. Like it's, it's kind of family, man. So it, it's cool that you've been part of our events and supporting it. And 
it's, it's nice to sit down and, and, and talk to you and get to know you even more um, than just flying around an event space. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, please, please make it a little far away each other because, you know, I, I will be uh, obligated to buy myself an RV to follow you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but certainly, even if it's there one day after the other, I, we will be there for sure. We really yeah. love the Agave. It's a fantastic value for, for our brand to be in front of your public. That is fantastic public. I, I, I just agree get great, great feedbacks. And also your shows are fantastic, man. You you always have something something new to entertain the people. The people look very happy and fun. And man, each one was a great experience, that's for sure. Very cool. I'll let my wife know that you said that. It, all the entertainment and all the surprises always come from her. And I keep mm. asking her this year, I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing? She's like, I need time. I need time. I want to think about what the next thing is. And so we're talking about we're talking to more artists, uh, more musicians. We're trying to get the art, the true art of agave, even focus more with some of those event spaces that we have around the country. We're trying to integrate that into, you know, local entrepreneurs more than ever. You know, New York was always tough for us because the space is tight, but in DC and now Atlanta, we're taking over that whole entire hotel. And in Austin, we have more space. So we're trying to get more and more of the local entrepreneurs uh, involved with the events as well. Okay. Well, Atlanta was fantastic. Fantastic. This is a, a, a really great hotel, man. Huh? Yeah, good, good. Well, we're we're going, we're taking over that whole hotel. We're taking the inside. We're taking the rooftop this year. Oh, wow, um, fantastic! We've got some, we've got some plans for for that hotel down in Atlanta. Um, okay, so shout out you already have my place. Uh, sure, so I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> we'll have to drink mezcal till two, three in the morning again in the lobby. <laughs> oh yes, we have to. <laughs> we have to. Well, awesome, man. Eduardo, thanks, man. We appreciate you. Shout out to Oaxaca, Mezcal. Um, Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for, for this fantastic conversation. And uh, thank you again for, for doing Arte Agave. It's a really great tool for us to keep growing and uh, keep uh, our contact with the American consumers. Thank you very much. Cool. Well, thanks, brother. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you on the next one.